The NBA is back. Signature shoes and City Connect jerseys. Let's do it. Life Podcast. Season 3. Welcome back to the Swoosh Life Podcast, episode 58. We have some very awesome people joining us tonight. Nick and Blake are here. We're going to talk about the NBA. A little housekeeping first. Going to get my one shot in Jaguars over Steelers. Sorry, Blake. And then also on a somber note, but we cannot not recognize the legend that was Matthew Perry. Rest in peace. He will always wear Nikes um, as Chandler Bing on Friends. So uh, shout out to um, him on there and rest in peace, Matthew Perry. So welcome back. Swoosh Life Podcast NBA preview. A little bit different for us, but we're going to get right into it. We got lots of topics to cover because... NBA season is back, and so we have our two resident NBA pros with us, Nick Spears, Blake Sledge. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always good to be back. Welcome back. Nice to see you guys' faces, man. Guys looking good. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) All of us. And Matt is also an NBA savant as well. I will call him. Uh, He's the one always posting our kicks of the day on our Instagram. Go check out our Instagram at the Switch Life Podcast. Uh, Matt, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited. You know, this is uh, one of the things about the NBA season. It's already started. There's been a lot of moves. And I just can't wait to hear the opinions of some of the moves by one Nick Spears and one Laker legend fan over here, Blake Sledge. But yeah, what's our first topic, Gumby? What are we kicking it off with? Let's go right into our signature shoes of uh, of this year. So um, we have some new signature shoes out there. Book came out with one. Sabrina obviously has one as well. Um, we have the John Morant from last year. So, Nick, what is your favorite signature shoe that is out this year? Well, I, we've talked behind the scenes about how disappointed I am and how everything's a low top. Everything is so close to the next one um, design wise. Um, but I honestly, this is straight off the cuff. The Sabrina is my favorite shoe. I, I really like that Sabrina shoe. I'm actually trying to get my kid to wear him for basketball. I don't know if he's going to go for it, but uh, definitely see, look at, I mean, wait, were those the Tiffany shoelaces? Yeah. Bring those back up here. Oh, yeah. Matt showing them off. I'm gonna go oh, you're actually them. wearing them? Maybe you should put them back on then. <laughs> I think I like the black shoelaces with them better, though. What do you think? Yeah, looks- I mean, this is from the Nike ID that I did, so I jumped on the Nike ID. <clears throat> By the way, shout out what I did notice uh, real quick. 13 and a half in Nike ID. By the way, you can now do the KD in Nike ID. Nike by you, sorry. Nike by you, you can get, and you can order in 13 and a half. So if it's a woman's shoe going up to men's, they offer 13 and a half. But we can't, you know what I mean? Like, we just want more choice. But yes, got that in Nike by you. Uh, awesome. I, I got thoughts on the Sabrina. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, we'll go with number two. I I, I like the jaw. Um, 
I like the colorways so far. Um, you know, if I was still hooping or, you know, playing back in the day, there's not a lot of colorways that go with what I would wear, but I do like the personality that they, uh, they're coming with, um, definitely represents him. Uh, and then, uh, three was tough because I just think everything looks the same. So I actually went with the Tatums. Uh, my youngest son just got the wave runner colorway in the Tatum. And while it is bright and bold, um, it, it's neat. I, I don't know if it's what I would wear, but I just, I'm just a little down on the choices this year, as far as signature shoes go. Yeah. I mean, okay. My top three, uh, God, this was tough for me because I do like the Sabrina and I did meet her this year. So that's kind of cool, but <laughs> I'm going to go with the LBJ man. And it's not because he's a Laker, but I was just looking at the cushion, the cushioning and the heel was, was, you know, as you get older, man, you know, and I ain't the slimmest of cats, but the cushioning in the heel is, uh, is really, looks like it'd be a really comfortable shoe. Uh, two that I, I have to go with the Sabrina at number two. And then my, uh, third shoe is actually the book. And it's because I got some close look details on it and, I didn't notice that there was textured patterns, you know, on, on it's the like toe cap. Multiple. Yeah. There's, I mean, they use different types of uh, textures on the shoes. Well, I thought that was pretty cool because all we're getting from book is, you know, just an orange colorway or a black solid. But if that shoe hits, you know, Nike by you, you'd be able to really freak it on, on the customization with the different textures and stuff. Oh, that's super interesting, man. I'm surprised you went with the D-book. Uh, so, you know what? I'm going to piggyback off the LeBron thing. So, I'm going to go honorable mention. LeBron 21 is my honorable mention, but it was my best hoop shoe of last year. And, you know, I love the the cushioning setup is amazing. What I have heard is that it's no longer a full-length plate underneath. So, it's, it's just kind of um, like a shank, which is not a full-length plank. So, could be good performance-wise, could not be good. It's going to allow for a little bit more of that squish, like you said. Uh, you got the React Foam in there. I, I believe it's React Foam or Zoom Turbo. Zoom Turbo. Uh, I apologize on that one. But that's my honorable mention. So number three for me is actually the Zion 3. I think they killed it with that first one, that Zion 3 with the drop in midsole and with all the colorways. So remember, I said in the pregame fistfight, you can take into account everything that's been announced and coming up. Because I don't think with the LeBron 21 right now, all the colorways I've seen, I have a feeling like some people have like been saying LeBron watch. If they do LeBron watch again, that's just indicative of, I think what the problem was with the, like those mid teen LeBrons, like they went all prime knit on the upper and it's like, okay, cool. We can make it look like a Dion. We can make it look like a Griffey, but that's what makes Jordan's iconic is yeah. They, they had to use materials and they, you had to create structures out of different shapes. Um, and that goes back to my thing about colorways. If you've released an all purple shoe, an all orange shoe, an all black shoe, this goes out to the D book being all orange. You don't see any textures. You don't see any intricacies. The design doesn't speak. It doesn't talk. Uh, I think that's something that the KD, I, I've loved playing in the KDs the last few years. I think the colorways so far have been pretty bad. Like the homage to the penny two on that wing. Like they don't do any justice because the way that they've done the color blocking Ah, just, ah, you know, and especially to kick off season, I wish the color blocking was better. So I'm Zion three. I think the colorways are good, especially the ones that are coming. And you got the full length formula 23 drop in midsole there. My number two is the Sabrina. 
Dude, React and Zoom, these things are awesome. And I think the good thing about the Sabrina, and while the Zion kind of looks like a Kobe, I haven't played in it yet, when you play in the Sabrina, it makes you feel like you're wearing a very high-end soccer shoe on a hard court. And I think that's when the Kobe's were at their best. The Kobe's were their best when they felt like, man, it's just locked in. My foot grabs the hardwood and I can make any kind of cut. I can run for days. I, you know, just amazing. But my number one, Jordan 38, as I put it up here. And not just because of the 38. Uh, I, I am on the hunt for a PF version on the 38. So if anybody's got a lead, hit me up. But uh, the feeble colorway, finding all white, but you look at what they launched with. Contrast, black, white, splash of red. Looks like a really good shoe. And the low top versions of these have been looking fire on NBA feet. So those are my top three on, on the signature shoe watch. Gumby, you got any thoughts on the signatures? Yeah, I, I'm intrigued, you guys. No one said the Luca, the Luca 2. Uh, I, I know that you guys talked about it. We've talked about it before. Uh, I think that is up there for me and it doesn't have enough branding on it like it's just a mini little jump man and everything on it this is the um one. that's the, one, the yeah. one yeah but yeah I, I did get the two and i've played in the two um but i like the two i, I like it but i think i'm close with nick on it I, I like the book um i like tatum's um and then i like lebron's as well i know he's not a lebron guy i know that it was blake but um so i think i'll go um like Tatum one, book two, LeBron three, with honorable mention of the the Luca uh, and Sabrina's in there. Jeez, I'm so conflicted. I just uh, like the way that the book the book sits. Like I, I mean, I don't know, dude. Being a Kobe guy, like when yeah. I did hoop, it was all low tops, right? So like, yeah. I I really do like the way the silhouette of the book is, and I'm, I'm I'm a little biased towards book and towards Sabrina because they are Kobe disciples. So it's like. I'm going to rock with their shoe. I'll probably buy their shoe before I buy a Josh shoe or a Lucas shoe or, you know, I'm some just paying my respects to Kobe in any way I can, man. I do like, and, uh, <laughs> you know, that brings up a point when you talk about like design and signature shoes, Gumby, like the Tatum takes a chance with that wing, right? Like it takes a chance, like the wing. So if you, like, um, I went by a college of page, shout out to the coach over there. They're, they're one of their team shoes. They were had the Tatum as a team shoe. Yeah, and it looks cool. It looks cool with the with the wing, and you know what you're looking at from far away. The book, like as you get closer to it, you see the Air Force One influence. You get up closer to the Sabrina, you see the Kobe Four Five influence there. Um, but again, like if from far away, if the colorways don't do it justice, I mean, we've talked about this in the golf category for years. Like if you don't launch with good colorways, it starts to sit after a while. Also, a quick side note: you guys feel like there's too many colorways sometimes. Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. But I think that for for like Jordan golf shoes right now, there's a thousand different colors of the ones. I know we've had this conversation with Blake on a couple of episodes that like he's like give them all to me. I don't. I think, but it, <laughs> in in the NBA, we'll get into this with City Connect jerseys and just jerseys in general um, because they are done by Nike. Um, you have. Instead of just a home and away and an alternate, you have now five, six, possibly even seven jerseys. I think that like a team could run through, and they all have different colorways. I mean, if you look at Utah, Utah changed their their colors to yellow and black, like after which I love. Jazz. Those are fi- those are fire. It was like sunsetty. It was kind of cool. Oh, the gradient, <laughs> the gradient one with all the different yeah, shades. The gradient one, but I'm talking about yeah. just the new ones that are just. 
plain yellow, uh, yeah. block letter, plain black. That's the ones I like. Right. And I'm like, okay, but that is completely different than like the Utah Jazz of old if you're going to do Sunset or you're going to do their throwbacks with the like mountains and the, you know, yeah, yeah. Like that, the purple mountains. So you have to have multiple colorways because you have to be able to fit, I think, possibly the the jersey a little bit you know i i and i feel like i do miss the days man the golden era of nike basketball right and i'm not talking about the 90s nick and matt so get out of your you know your rockers there i'm talking about like 2010 to like 2015 where we got like a black history month drop we got a christmas drop we got easter colorways the all-stars actually matter all all-star shoes that were like dude it was this huge thing about it so like i do miss the what the like, series the what the series dude thank you for saying that like it's just so many shoes that weren't um that had like their own specific detail going back to the soccer reference dude like kobe had a mamba Curl, which was uh which was a shoe based off of the soccer shoe um and it had you know, the same exact design, the same exact colorway, and he wore them on court. And it's like, and I had a translucent lime sole, dude, it was, it was fantastic, you know? Um, so it, just for, for the storytelling aspect, I do think there are too many colorways, but what we do see a lot now in the NBA, a lot more um, is the PEs, man. There's so many PEs that exist. I don't know how everyone's getting their hands on these PEs coming from Nike, um, like TJ, uh, PJ Tucker, dude, the, the, I don't know if you guys saw the 11s that he wore the other well, day. Yeah, yeah. Those all red. Yeah. Dude, those are all red, but those were MLB PE. Like those were for Mookie bets when he played with the Red Sox. Like <laughs> no one else had those, you know what I mean? Cause Mookie's a Jordan brand app, you know? So it's just like, well, I'm sure, crazy. I'm sure they, like, they got their connect the same way we have our little club. They have their club, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned, because that's why I ask if there's too many colorways, because now if there is a special occasion, it's hard to pump up a special occasion, right? Like, I agree with you. I think the golden era of Nike basketball shoes definitely was the 2010s, like around that, that turn of the decade. But the problem, the great thing about that was, yeah, to your point, when that all-star game, so think about the area 51 pack, right? Like the, the galaxy kind of theme, you know, that they went, but then like, if you launch like, okay, like take a look, like some of the Zion launch colors, they look like they could fit in that area 51. Like there's, it's hard to like, you could give it the nickname and, but it's just cool when, especially when all of the players get together and it's like ah cool you know like the kobe version's orange and the kd version is this right like tell a story tell a theme and tell it across all the signature shoes right instead of like like the across the spider verse dude like the jaw the jaw one i love that shoe that is a must i'm I'm hunting that one but it's a big problem if nobody else is doing it too and maybe jaw's not your guy right and you know maybe i'm a maybe i'm not a grizzlies fan although i am so Do you think uh, this is a little bit off topic, but who do you think out of all of the lines that Nike has has the best like theme shoes? Because I have a vote, and my my vote is SB has I think the best themes that they that out there. Um, because you can get like they used to do the ugly sweater Christmas ones. They just dropped an SB uh, candy corn one. I think they go hard in the details. Obviously, the lobsters, all that stuff. I know this is off topic, and I'm the one that's supposed to keep us on topic tonight. But that's a good one. Uh, I just wanted to kind of see, like, because I think basketball is the next one that has great themes. But also, we could get into golf because golf yeah. themes are like the Masters and the U.S. Open and all that stuff. So I'm just kind of curious, as you guys, as big sneakerheads, like, who do you believe uh, has the <clears> best <throat> out of the Nike catalog of shoes? 
look, I'll, I'll go first, man. If I had to go themed, I'm probably going to say dunks. Um, just they, they do a lot of different cool collabs like the Heineken dunks and the Fruity Pebble LeBrons and just so many other colorways that are the, I don't know if you guys saw the Jackie Robinson uh, Dodgers joints that, you know, like so there's so many cool dunk colorways, uh, themes that they kind of actually unveil a story too. So I think dunks got to be up there, man. I'm going to let you go, Matt. I'm, hmm. you go, you go first. Yeah. It's tough for me because like, man, I'm, I'm in a lot of sports and I obviously I love the, to the tennis. I love the basketball. I love all those, but I don't know that anybody does it well and as consistently. And like the only one that I really know, I would say that does it great is golf. Like, yeah, because the, the peaches were executed. Well, um, we dock them points because the PJ championship did, did it release the winner's shoe. Um, uh, but moving on, right. Like the U S open, Good release, but we only got the Air Max 90 out of it. And then we get the full release for the open. So, yeah, like there's there's like pluses and minuses that I don't know enough about the other categories, Nick. Yeah, that's that's a good question because like I feel like the NBA, like the basketball shoe, that's the one that I would look forward to. Like I would look forward to the All-Star edition every yes. single year and these last few years. But I, I also get it because the competition has gotten crazy too, right? Like I, I get it's hard to hold back what an All-Star theme would be. If, you know, New Balance and Puma and basketball's got a lot of competitors now, a lot of people coming after that, you know, for, for the whole signature <clears throat> shoe thing being dead movement, you know, the people <laughs> saying that it's funny how many brands want to get in. Sketchers. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's I think it's interesting. Sketchers, Harry Kane with the Sketchers. Um, so I think it's just interesting because I don't think you see those other. Uh, companies do like theme stuff. I think Nike's very good at it. I mean, you can look at the candy corn ones that just came out this year. They're high tops. They're orange to you know the orange, yellow, white. They've got a teeth mark in one of the fronts. They've got a sweet tooth like little tooth mascot like on the tongue. It's it's details that make I think Nike like the best at what they do. We can go look at. I think you know as Blake said the dunks. Uh, the Chunky Donkey is probably one of my favorite shoes that I will never, ever get my hands on because it's a million dollars. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's super cool just how detailed they can get uh, into it. And so I think it's um, – I just think there's really cool collabs that they do um, and think of. And I still want some ugly sweater Christmas shoes really bad. But uh, yeah, yeah. They, And they have done better on the holidays. But, yeah. yeah. And, and don't worry, guys. We got time. So we could do the City Connects after this, NBA predictions. Yeah. And we could get – you know, for those of you that tuned in to hear Nick and Blake's takes on golf, we'll have a couple minutes at the end there. We'll get their year in. Yeah. Go ahead, Blake. I think you got something. I'll go I'll – let, I'll let Nick go. He's been sitting on something for a minute. Yeah, I – I was when Gumby first proposed the question. I was thinking like an individual shoe. I wasn't. I'm kind of messed up there. 100. I think golf right now rules that. I think some of us, um, you know, people who I still talk to, I think the availability issue kind of kills it sometimes when you get a shoe that is so good, like the AM One Masters. I gone instantly right because you know somebody's you know sending texts the whole time you're trying to order them who's not on right now but i know he's listening um still salty yes ryan um <clears throat> so i think that 100 i think it's golf but the availability issue yeah, just tends to kill the vibe every once in a while you know and i know supply demand blah 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 but the fact that it's still golf 
And yes, our golf shoes, you know, growing in popularity because of Jordans and spikeless shoes. Um, it's still golf. Like there should be enough sh- golf shoes out there. It's, it's not basketball, I guess. So I say golf, but uh, availability kills the vibe sometimes. That makes so, sense. So I think, I think like, I think you're spot on with availability being huge, but I also think that Nike was probably doing a little, uh, kind of tests as far as like setting us up for potential <laughs> retros moving forward um, in the Jordan brand golf line. Um, just because like with ones, you can offer so many different variations of that same shoe with Air Max 90s. You can offer so many different variations of that shoe uh, with the 12 this year. It was people said we got a lot of releases or last year with the 12s. But it was, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Like you you can only really cuss, change one or two options on the shoe. So um, I think moving forward, when you're getting to more traditional shoe, uh, uh, Jordan brand shoes, where you're talking about maybe a three or uh, an 11 or something like that, then they've already created the hype and now they can scale back on the available stuff and then it'll be back to that frenzy. Um, but also I think the pandemic just had a huge impact on available things and people buying things in person. Like you just don't see shoe lines at the malls anymore. So everything needs to be available online, you know? So I think they just, they're going to flood the market. And, and well, that's, that's also, that's also Nike pulling back. Right. Cause like Nike used to, if you wanted some like those all-star game shoes, if you couldn't get it through Nike, you could get it through Foot Locker and House of Hoops. And those were the days. Yeah, you know, and then there was the whole mom and pop shop. Like I had a mom and pop shop connect. Uh, Jordan yes. Rogers talked about it last episode. Those were, those were excellent, and I get it. You know, Nike wanted to hold back because the other problem too, like it's hard to control what these store owners or what these store managers do with the inventory once once it's in their hands. So then it all became sneakers, and but availability thing. This is circling back to golf, y'all. Sorry, but do you guys feel like that the ones have been selling so well? And some of the spikeless versions of our limited edition shoes sell so well. Cause I was just at the outlet and I saw a full row of masters Jordan sixes is because when it's spikeless, people can wear it off the course. You don't have to be a golfer to enjoy it. You guys think we're all nodding. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Which is genius on their part. <laughs> yeah. And I think to circle back to like availability stuff, like the SBs, especially like lobsters or, um, any other ones like that they're at skate shops like that people are lining up there's raffles at skate shops whereas there's not many there are golf shops there are galaxies there are pga superstores but i don't believe that they're like going there but maybe they should after we saw what happened with with the travis scotts and whatnot like maybe they should be going to golf only stores and letting Mm. golfers buy them even if it's at dicks it's still going to a sports store where the everyday reseller has to go out of their way to something that they're not normally going to to purchase them you know maybe maybe retail should make a little comeback you know it's a slippery slope though i agree dude i agree like journeys dude i bought a lot of dunks from journeys back in the day i don't know if people a lot of listeners probably don't even know what journeys is but it's a skateboard (laughs) shop terrible dude Terrible yeah, it's terrible. But, but like, dude, like you get yeah. you used to be able to go in there and get shoes from them, no problem. And then, like, with the Travis Scott golf, like being a sneakers release, I think that was intentional. A lot of people were complaining about it. Um, when the shoe is made, do this the the silhouette and the similarity to the actual to actual Travis Scott shoe is so similar 
with the exception of just a little raise in the traction on the bottom that you can wear it off 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 the golf course and then when you're wearing it with a fit like it, you can't unless you pay attention close to the tongue detail you don't know that it's a golf shoe i could tell you most sneakerheads probably would never even guess that it was a golf shoe even though sneaker news posted it and all these other places posted it nobody recognizes it as a golf shoe they just see it as a travis scott so i think any anytime you do a collaboration like that it's gonna sell like that it's unfortunate for us golfers like yeah, you know, it makes it impossible for people to actually put it on the links. But, um, dude, Travis Scott, ain't, he ain't mad about it. <laughs> Not one bit. All right, so that, that's great discussion, guys, on it. I think, like, we don't talk a lot about sometimes sneakerhead stuff here, and I think we all – try to be uh, i try to be i am not a, a sneakerhead i can't afford it i will say that blake doesn't try to be he is him um so and then and same thing with with matt and nick um so it, it's nice to have that talk we are the swoosh life it's nice to, to branch out just from like other stuff so um but we will dive back into the nba right now so city connect jerseys have really made a big statement the background <clears throat> Uh, that you can't see right now because we have so many people on on uh, on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, click the plus button. I'm just getting all the plugs in. I, I'm not very good at this, but um, so you got and, a little uh, Wessel Westbrook point guard action going on yeah, tonight. So, so I think you know. Let's talk about some of these City Connect jerseys. Some of your thoughts. We probably won't have uh, pictures up on the screen, so we'll describe them. Um, based off of some of the photos that we sent earlier to each other, and we can pull them up. So, guys, give me your top three um, City Connect jerseys that you saw this year, only this year, and then we can maybe go if you have an all-time one, because I know I have an all-time one, um, but I'm, I'm curious of what you guys think of them this year, because it seems to be that every year Nike is getting a new City Connect jersey, because we know that people buy jerseys, and you have to buy the next one, the new one, and that's money. So, um, what are you guys' thoughts? Matt, I want to start with you on this because I think you're great to kind of describe these and um, and see what you like. So I'll go I'll do really quick because um, so with the Bulls, right, like the statement edition. So usually the, the third jersey is the statement edition. And then every year they've come up with these City Connects. Just my thing, Nike on the City Connects, if you have a good City Connect, there's nothing wrong with flipping the colors around and running it back the next year. Yeah. Like it's, some of these, you start to see like, oh, they just they they took what they did from another team because the city connect. There's supposed to be a connection to the city. Right. Uh, so best know, example, for, sorry to interrupt, but best yeah, example ahead, is the Miami Miami Vice ones. Those ones were the perfect example of Bro. what a city connect jersey should be, and they had three renditions of it. They had the white vice, they had a black vice. And then they, I believe they had like a pink one as well. So yeah, the, that the, the is South that, Beach, yeah. that neon blue, that neon pink, that South Beach style, Miami script. Um, and like you said, they inverted the colors. So they had a Miami night. They had a Miami day. Like all of that in the vice colorway. Then they went from that into more of the, I still like this version, but Miami did one where it was um, Miami in different letters from their all of their jerseys. So you had like the blocks, the vice, and then the players, which I thought was also cool, had different numbers, and they got to pick which numbers they wanted out of the style of numbers that they had. So I think like Tyler Hero, I believe, is... 14. Thank you. So he had like a vice one, 
and a standard four, you know? So I think it's, it, I thought that was really creative because it allowed the players to pick their creativity um, and all that stuff. But then they went to heat culture and I don't understand what they're doing this year. So, um, but that's my example of, of how a city connect Jersey should be thought of. Correct. Yeah. Matt? So, uh, so uh, piggyback off that one of my favorites has always been Minnesota, especially when they did the purple rain, like the Prince ones that should have been just their official third Jersey. Uh, let the purple one live forever. Uh, this year, actually, they're one of my top three. So I like Minnesota. It's got the blue and the white. I The Minnesota one is one of my favorites. So it's it's blue. It looks like it has shades, like a little forest tree, kind of snowy forest tree in the background leading up to a white shoulder. And, and just simple Minnesota with the big number on the side. I'm a big fan of that one. I'm going to shout out the Utah Jazz who are going back to the finals where they got beat twice by MJ with the big mountain, the purple, the Utah, they're going back. To, it's a great, it's actually a great Jersey, but I'm old enough to remember that when they came out with it, people ripped it apart. It looks like a cartoon. It's silly. Da da da. And now everybody's yearning for the <laughs> old days, which is Malone it's just people of our age. Let, uh, moving in. Away over them and, right. Like, and, the, and then uh, the other one, like honorable mention, I like the indie one. Cause it keeps the Indianapolis Pacers yellow, but then it's like <clears> black. <throat> and I, I, I don't quite get the reference there. The connection, to the city there. So yeah, not, not a huge fan of that. Also, uh, Blake, they're doing your Lakers dirty. They're doing that thing that they did with Dude. Toronto <laughs> where they're just doing the triangle on the letters. <laughs> they did that to Toronto a couple of years ago. I'm like, Wait, is it the triangle city? Like what is, what is the point of that? Phil's um, not there anymore. Yeah. And then, however, our Chicago bulls, Nick, uh, what a, what a mail in on this one. Just they, okay. The reference is back to the old Chicago stadium sign. So it's just letters going down the side. And I, I applaud their, they resisted the urge to put it in a stripe, which they've done multiple times on other jerseys. Yep. And I, I get that. Cause I, I never like like one stripe going down one side. It reminds me of like the Charlie Sheen bowling shirt days from structure yep. uh, kind of thing. But then you got to fill it out. Like you can't just have a number hanging out there with nothing in the back. Of, What's up, Keith. Um, I like the black Mavs. I always like the black Mavs. It's just a simple kind of like old Mavs logo and stuff like that. So I know I was supposed to name my top three. So that's Utah jazz. I'm going <laughs> with the, the Minnesota Timberwolves number three and then it's it's tough for me to pick like just what's the best one but i think i'm gonna go actually with the memphis grizzlies because this is super interesting i like what they did with the grizzly one with the grizzly one there's three, three stripes oh are they stripes are they, nah, nah, are those three stripes three or three blocks we'll call and them three blocks and that's why i hate it yeah. three blocks <laughs> to make the see i know three it's gonna be stripes. controversial come yeah, on man but i, I might I have like to get myself enough, a derrick rose Memphis Grizz, I, I might have to, uh, even though I don't wear jerseys. There's something about a grown man wearing another man's name on their back. I just, it's not for me. I wish they would just make blank ones this. So those are my three, right? Those are my three with the description of multiple others. So Blake, who, what's your top three? All right. So Matt stole one. Uh, the Utah, just nostalgic, right? Like that city edition is pretty dope. So I, I'm going to put that at three. Uh, and number two, actually Houston, H-Town across the chest. Love that, that they're just, you know, owning the nickname of the city. Um, I think that's fantastic. And then my number one actually is just simply the Miami Heat. I feel like they kind of get it right all the time with these jerseys. I feel like they, they really can do no wrong. Honorable mention, though, honorable mention, man. And it's the Toronto Raptors. It's OVO colors. It's Drake related. So I think it's actually Drake inspired with that color of that city edition. Um Toronto jersey. So, uh, yeah, so those are my top three with the honorable. Like, I got to give you a hard time because you picked Heat 
culture. Like heat culture is one of your top ones. That's all it says. Yeah. It says because heat that's the thing though. Like, but because it's a, a whole it's a yeah, it's a whole yeah. thing. Like, I forget who it was. I think it was Jimmy. He said like he came there and they, they weigh their players. Like it's 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 a whole thing. Like to, gotta look good on the court and on the beach look, and in your hundred percent. hundred percent. So okay. they're just embracing right. it. All right. Well, uh, I like the idea. I like the idea of the heat Jersey. I just don't like the color and style. And because this is what I do, I already complained about it with the signature shoes. Um, so when they decided to make all these Jersey, were they just like, Hey, let's just make a black Jersey. Like I like color. <laughs> Give me some color. Give me something that pops like the old, uh, Miami heat jerseys. Um, so I was a little disappointed with how many of them were. I mean, they're like black, like just slightest, like the Grizzlies one, um, which I don't mind. But uh, uh, so honorable mention, I don't even I can't even tell you why I like the Milwaukee Bucks one. I don't I don't have a reason. I, I just I like it. Cream City, man. Yeah, I just like it. I don't, it just it looks cool. So that's my honorable mention uh, Two, uh going with uh, or sorry, three Phoenix. Um, just because I like color, I like the, the gradient with the purple and the orange, um, two the jazz, uh, same reasons as Matt said, just takes me back to the nineties when they probably could have won a couple championships, but there was a certain guy in Chicago, stop them. Um, and then number one, Minnesota, uh, I, th I think the theme fits perfectly up there, the blue to the white with the forest in the background, just like that little, the cold snow, you know, uh, that's, that's my ranking. Okay. I'm going to jump in before I let Keith come back on and say hello to everybody. Um, honorable mention for me. I like Denver's because <clears> I mentioned <throat> my high city 5280, right? That's what you're at there, Blake. Uh, so, uh, I like that. And then another honorable mention, I think nets, that's got that '90s vibe to it. I kind of dig that. You know, we we mentioned Chandler Bing on the and uh, Matthew Perry on the beginning of the show. I think he would rock that jersey in the '90s in the Friends episode. Um, other than that, I think I'm right with you guys. Oh, I also like Boston's, but I'm a Boston guy. Sorry, Blake. Just Blake and me are just clashing today. But it has nods to the parquet floor, which I think is cool. So little details. You know how I feel about that. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, Suns, and then yeah, Minnesota, and then Utah. Utah's one for me. Oh no, sorry, San Antonio. I like San Antonio's too. San Antonio gonna go uh, two Suns or San Antonio three Suns two Utah one. That's my take. I like all of them. I like them a lot. Uh, also, not this is going off topic, but Orlando's jerseys, actual like jerseys this year, and the nod back to the penny. And the um, Shaq era with the stars on it, very, very good. So, Keith, welcome to the program. Get your first words in here. We're talking about City Connect jerseys um, and your favorites. And you can also just say hello to everybody. Hello, world out there. How's Hi, Keith. Doing? Hey, hey, Michigan Wolverines, and we got holy moly on tonight. Holy crap. <laughs> yep. what, up, what up? Sorry for jumping on late, but uh, I've been all over the place. Had to get the kids unpacked back, coming back from New York, and it's been a week long event. So, if it wasn't you got your Connor Bedard jersey yet? <laughs> no, no, uh -huh. but we're, we're, count, we're doing our best three NHL jerseys, right? 
Next year when they're in the Nike contract, okay? Yeah, great. <laughs> That'd be nice. They should have won that, but uh, I'm glad the three stripes are uh, going to be gone out of hockey within the next year or two. Thank God. But Nike should have definitely stepped up their game and got something involved in that. That would have been nice. Is it Lutz <clears> now? They're Fanatics. It's going to be the NHL jerseys, which is a little weird because this is the first time uh, one of the four major sports is really going after a jersey, like home and away jerseys. But um, I think I think they're more team- they're more on the apparel side right now, or the like the fan team wear stuff. Fanatics. Yeah. Um. So what? Three top three NBA jerseys or honorable mention? Yeah, well, the City Connect ones. We've had the pictures and our text. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, I have top two, and I can give you an honorable mention, which is good. Um, honorable mention, I like Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I can't even say the word. The Grizzlies uh, jersey. Uh, <laughs> always been a fan of those and, and their logo and everything. Number two, I've always been a huge, like, Phoenix Sun kind of colorway jersey kind of guy. I love, I love the logo. I love the Sun logo. Old school is even better. Um, when Barkley was on there and everything, that was cool. Um, number one, I've always been a fan, and it must be like the hockey in me, but I've always loved the Toronto Raptors, the jersey, and the, the one they just released here is pretty cool. The colorways are great. I love the purple, black, and red, and I'm always – I love their name. That big dinosaur guy right here, so big <laughs> So that's why I gotta go that route. Big dinosaur guy. You guys all you guys always find the secrets in me. They always come out on the pod. Awesome. We can end this now. That's the quote of the day. We gotta do like road tickets to to Jurassic Park when it came out last year, you know? So Uh, it's Sunday. I need to go to bed. I've had a long week, but <laughs> I'm glad to see all five or, or yeah, the four of you guys, including me on here. This is great. Yes, sir. This is good. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had the full round table, as we'll call them, um, on, on the pod. So that's been good. Um, let's, uh, let's get into some basketball talk a little bit as we go through. And I want to hear kind of some predictions on the season. Um, thoughts on the all-star game going back to East versus West, thank God. And, um, and just, you know, who you believe will come out of, um, the NBA as champion. And then we can also talk about, you know, world series pick as well, um, as we have, uh, Texas and Arizona tied at one, one a piece. So, um, NBA talk, Keith, start us off because you probably have the least amount of say about NBA. (laughs) I don't even know what the hell to say. I really don't. I just love the Toronto. I love the Toronto Raptors jersey. That's it. There you go. Yeah, Raptors coming out of the east. Uh, And uh, Vegas Golden Knights are going to win the cup. That's about it. (laughs) Back to back. Oh my god, that was awesome. (laughs) Nick, give us some of your NBA thoughts. Uh, Uh, Gladly. The Chicago Bulls are the worst franchise in the NBA. The worst owner. Team meeting they, after the first game is never first game, it, right? Like, well, what are we doing? Like, fifty-one points. Your answer was con- <laughs> <laughs> your answer was continuity. Like, what? 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 what that's that's your answer. Like, these bums did nothing all last year, and you now you're going to sign 
Vucevic to three more years of just bad and nothing. I, I just, I don't know. And Everybody used to come. Once again, Nick does not understand asset retention, but go ahead. No. They're, they're, yeah. What's that got us? Yeah. Get back on the mic. What does that got us? Nothing. We can't even make the playoffs and don't count. Playing game is not the playoffs. So just, no, we, we are trash. Absolute Pure trash. Pure playoffs. <laughs> Bingo. I, yeah. Okay. So there's my bulls rant. They're, they're nothing. They served zero purpose in the season. It was over before it started. Um, so as our two uh, uh, head honchos in the bulls organization, we're doing a radio show uh, prior to the season starting. Uh, you know, everybody's having a good time talking about this upcoming season. What did the team up North do? The team up North is not Michigan in this case. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. They go out and get Dame. Hmm. Guess what? I'm driving to Milwaukee. The Bucks are my team this year. Go Bucks! Wow. I'm all in. Let's go. Wow. I expected yep. more of you, Spears. Like that what? is that you got to go down with the shit, man. Like when, when no, we you want to know why? No, 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 I'm, no, I'm still rocking no. my, my Lakers stuff. But but you got to understand with the Bulls and the Bucks, it's it's not like it's not like a regional rivalry. It's not Packers Bears. Like it's yeah, it's little brother, right? Like it's like little brother did good. Uh, it's all good. Milwaukee's a great it's, town, great city. I go visit. I'll go watch some Bucks games. I'm rooting for yeah. them. I'm not going. That I'm not going. I mean, he he's as we know, Nick doesn't live in reality. He he says he's rooting for them, but they're not going to win. So I don't want to hear none of that, man. Y'all are Chicago, 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 and then Dame shows up. And y'all are like Milwaukee. And it's like no, no that's just me. That's just me. No, no, that's just him. You want to know what? Chicago. Blake, Blake. The only thing we've had. The only thing we've had is Michael Jordan. Our owner is living on his coattails. They have done nothing. Sorry, D-Rose, for the knee, but you guys have done jack squat. And what are we at? Matt, what are we at? 25 years now? 25 years of nothing? I agree. You guys are the, See, uh, the Cowboys, you were like, Cowboys of the NBA. Hey, that means are we? I don't think. Coming up. You go to that you're game. the Cowboys of the NBA. We the are? The NBA. Yeah. Yeah. It's been but I don't think we're good. Since you won everything. Cowboys fans think they're we're good. The Patriots of the NBA. We had Belichick. That's it, Phil Jackson. We had Tom Brady. That's Michael Jordan. And we got six rings in eight years, and it should have been ten. Uh, Scotty's migraine, no retirement. Check it's all over now. Us. It's done. Okay, it's it never going to happen. Easily been a decade yes, of but the, the, the Dallas comment is because of the span of time. Since. Correct. No, but, but you, Dallas, you, you Dallas has an aggressive owner. Actually, Dallas actually. No. Yes. You you could talk about the Cowboys bad all you want. I respect the fact that Jerry's actually going out there now. Now whether Jerry overmanages or whatever it is, at least that owner does something. Well, he just said we're not doing anything at the trade deadline. But that that's a slight. That's that's a slight to feel, bro. To especially with recent Patriot play, that's a slight to feel to be like, oh, he's he him and Belichick are on the same level. When obviously it's being shown that Brady was the reason that the Patriots were winning all those years, and it wasn't Belichick because Belichick's getting easy there, Kobe and Shaq. Two years in a row. Wait a minute. Wait so a I'm minute. just saying, man, like that you can't just put Phil. Wait, how did Phil? How did Phil do in New level? York? How did Phil do in New York? And was, I get, I get it. Amari got hurt and all that. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing that people don't understand. It's chemistry, right? Like, there's no one great player that runs everything and wins everything, right? Like, you have to have a coach and the best player on board in the NBA, and and, and basketball is different, right? Like, when you have a great coach with a number one player on board, and in the Shaq Kobe era, right? First, Shaq was the better player, and he was on board with Phil, and then during the second set. 
you know, Kobe was the better player, but he was on board with Phil. He gets to New York and he's not on board with Carmelo. Carmelo's like triangle. I'm mellow, baby. Stay mellow. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Amari ain't here. There ain't no triangles. All I oh. see is rim. That's all I see is backboard. Let's go. You know? So yeah. It, anyways, we, we've kind of derailed it, but go ahead, Nick, more predictions. Give us the team that's going to win. Uh, you're <clears> predicting <throat> that they're going to win it all. So you're rooting for. That's just who I'm rooting for. I, who, what's in the East? Are the Heat going to have some crazy run again? Uh, you still got him beat in the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. You still got Boston made some excellent moves. Yeah, I think Boston's the only the Boston's the only competition. Philadelphia is not. No, not with they might have a great. Yeah, they're, it, they're doing the stay the course thing, right? Like they're locked salary cap wise. They exactly. Can't move anybody. They can't do anything exactly. until this Harden thing gets figured out. Like I mean, Daryl Morey, like man. I feel for that owner, man. He they went through the tankathon, and this is why tanking doesn't guarantee anything. And all you're left with is James Harden not wanting to play and Joel Embiid. So, but tanking got you that. They've been making the playoffs, and what have we been doing? Well, they've got, the, they've think, got the, the best one of the second best big man in the league in Joel Embiid. So, they they better make the playoffs. I mean, you got Zach Levine, <clears> who's got <throat> a left knee issue, and. DeMar DeRozan, who only shoots two, so. Neither one of them play defense. Neither does our center. The top three players on our team don't play defense. This is an NBA episode, not a Bulls episode. Right? Like I keep <laughs> okay. running in here uh, talking hockey. All right, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. talking about the, the mediocre about, Bulls. Like, like no, it's sorry. a hot topic that people want to listen to. People are tuning in for an NBA preview. I so. think the West is going to be really interesting. I think there's a lot of teams out there. I think LeBron's going to give it a run. In, in LA, I think they might go try and get Harden. I don't know your thoughts on that, Blake, but I've heard rumors on that. And then do it. And then you've got, you know, I'm going to say you got San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco exactly. Golden State. You've got the Suns who decided to just go all in, you know. Like, <laughs> so I think there's, I think there's a lot of the out in the West that's going to be interesting. And let's not forget that a seven foot whatever freak. And Victor Van Wembiana, uh, Wemby, is 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 sitting out there in San Antonio. Okay, so since we have seven minutes left before Gumby has to run, uh, I, I'm going to give my predictions. Uh, number one prediction: Victor Wembanyama, uh, Rookie of the Year. Okay, I, I okay, I think I feel good about big that. limb, uh, big right, limb out there. Right, you want me? You want me go? Okay, you want me go out on a limb? All right. Uh, <laughs> Zion gets MVP consideration this year. I can and see the that. Pelicans make the playoffs. He's, okay. he's in shape, uh, and and now he's ready to leave New Orleans. So he's gonna he's gonna try because now he's actually gonna play. There's a window. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's that. And then my NBA champion uh, right now, as of right now, assuming everybody's healthy, current status of the team. I I picked the Suns last year, and I think that was their best chance. They've lost a lot of depth. I, I don't think I I don't see how Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant playing off the ball from Devin Booker. You're actually hurting your best player. You're asking your best player to regress his game in order to uh, acquiesce to superstars. So my pick for the NBA championship is the Boston Celtics because, look, look, Chris Tapperzingas, when he was in New York, he was the main option. When he goes to Dallas, he's the second option. He likes his shots. Yes, he does. But guess what? He's actually kind of not bad defensively. Being seven feet tall erases a lot of mistakes, right? So if that's your third option, and I know they lost Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart made a lot of dumb basketball moves uh, on offense. Marcus Smart would say, hey, it's my turn. I'm the third best player on the team. And it's like, man, <laughs> this, this, is not, this is not the big three that you think it is. You are not Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, or Kevin Garnett. So I'll I think you- that, that's huge. And then let me finish. Just the point guard is what 
sealed the deal for me. The fact that they got Drew Holiday, he knows, and, and the Bucks have changed offenses, I get it, but Drew Holiday actually being the guy, if they allow him to set the pace, because this has been the biggest problem with the Celtics the last two years, is that you have two phenomenal on-the-ball talents that play my-turn basketball. And, you know, you talk about DeMar DeRozan that hits twos and very difficult twos. Those guys hit difficult everything for no reason at all. For no reason at all. That, that Boston Celtics offense will be humming, and I think it's going to be them and Denver in the finals. Yeah, and I I, I want to give Blake plenty of time because he knows more about basketball than I do. But I think with the Celtics, you had to move on from Smart because he was a vocal leader, and you need the two guys that you pay the most to in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to become that vocal leaders to the rest of the team. And so you had to kind of move on from him to let those guys start to shine through, take over their team. You still have a defender now in Drew Holiday as well. Very good defender. And Porzingis. You have depth with Al Horford and and others. Um, Derek White's been playing out of his mind. So I just think Celtics are going to be are going to be really good. And I think that if um, the coach second year – um, in the in his belt now coming in, um, might, might be a lot better. And I can't remember because I know it's not Ime Dukil, it's the other guy, and I can't remember. So sorry, that's how much of a Celtics man. Joe Mazu, yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah. So, um, Husha Mazili. Give us, yeah. Totally forgot about Denver, by the way. When I was mentioning all the teams in the West, real quick, um, West is loaded, dude. They're like nine deep. New Orleans is for real. Like I watched all of their game. Brandon Ingham scores at will. Uh, Zion is the finger roll. I, I didn't know he could lay up that well. Like being that acrobatic and that big, it's it's very impressive. Um, geez, uh, out of the East, man, for sure. Hey, it pains me to say it, but I think it's going to be Boston and Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. I just don't see anyone else there. Um, but I do think at the trade deadline, you're going to see a lot of people on the move. I could see. Atlanta possibly moving on from DeJounte Murray, even though they just got him. Uh, Trey Young has definitely made some some strides this year to kind of solidify his spot as that leader on that team. I could see Chicago breaking up that duo, Zach Levine and DeMar, to try to get some type of assets back. Um, Harden's begging to be gone. I don't know if anyone wants him at this point. He's kind of become uh, spoiled milk. And I just want to give a shout-out to KD for, like, uh, actually having to put up with that. You know what I mean? Like who knows what that was like in Oklahoma city between him and Russ. You look at all the teams that all three of those guys have been on since those Oklahoma city days, you know? And so it's like, that's, a, that's a take um, out of the In, West. Insider though, info man. on that though. Insider info. James did not became, he did not, he was not that way until Houston and who created that monster in Houston. Daryl Morey for sure. I mean, you know, Morey, Morey is definitely, and and now it can, it's come back to bite him in the butt, and you know it is what it is. Uh, the West, though, man, uh, I don't like Phoenix's depth. They just I don't feel like they have enough. I feel like that was the difference. You know that was they basically are Miami when LeBron and D Wade and Bosch first got to Miami, um, where they didn't have depth. They didn't have Ray Allen. They didn't have Mario Chalmers hadn't developed who, into who he was and. Um, Birdman wasn't, the, you know, so they didn't have that type of depth in those first years in Miami. So I feel like in the West, my favorites, uh, I like Denver, um, and I'm not a Nuggets fan. It's not, you know, even though I live here, I'm, I'm one team only. Um, I like LA's, I like our length. Um, I'm curious with the minutes restriction on LeBron being, it'll be 39 next, 
in December. So it's like it's a lot to ask of a 39 year old. He's doing stuff that no one's ever done. I mean, no one has ever done 39 years old. He's averaging 20 points like that's it's ridiculous, dude, like 21 seasons in the league. Um, you can never count out Golden State. Uh, Memphis, I think, is done. Jobby and suspended for 21, 25 games. Like that's huge. Um, yeah, so I think in the West, it's 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 kind of a three team race. I like I like Denver. I like New Orleans and I really like L.A. in the West, <clears throat> I think. In the, so I think in the finals, we're going to have Boston. I'm hoping for Boston, L.A., but I think inevitably it's going to be Boston and Denver because Jokic is that dude. Yeah. Do you see any Blake? Do you see any scenario that Golden State can put together a run? I really don't, man. Just because, like, they're so little, man. I know. You know I know. They're I... so small, and like those guys, they're not young. You know, like Curry's, yeah. Curry's mid mid thirties. Oh, all three of them are hurt all the time. Man. Yeah. So well, it's like that's... I don't. I don't see them making a run. That, that's why I think at least seating wise, they might still be a high seed in the West because Chris Paul, if if any one of those three go down, like y- you kind of don't lose much. Right. But yeah. Yeah. To your point, man, when they, when they were making those dynastic runs, it's because they move better than everybody else. And, and, you, know, you know, Steph's got a lot of ankle injuries, getting a little bit older, you know, shout out to Michelle Wee West, Johnny West out there, you know, got the sweater on here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm rooting for Golden State, but I think it's going to be tough for them in the West because uh, you got a lot of young players coming of age. Also, I know we I don't just, talk about yeah. go ahead, other go ahead, brands go ahead. here. I know we don't talk about other brands here, but Curry brand is it still under the UA umbrella or is he did he branch out? Yeah. No, it's always under. and forever. They're never letting that dude go, dude. No, I know, but I it was I was curious that, they, that I forget who signed with him, but it was not. UA, it was Curry Brand. And oh, they, from Sacramento. Also, yeah, from also, Sacramento. Yeah, Darren yeah. Fox. Oh, Fox, yeah. And then they've also lost um, uh, Brady a little bit too, which makes sense post-career not to keep someone like that. But he's been rocking Nikes a lot more lately. I can tell you that. So They Jordan's all do. His guy. I know. Jordan's his guy, dude. Like, oh, so, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's he's one of the only people that can sit at the table with Jordan me and look him dead in the eye and like, yeah, I'm that dude too, you know, so. Yeah, very true. The Michigan man. Uh, gents, any other final comments on our NBA preview episode? What to look forward to? Again, we talked about East versus West. You guys happy that that's back and that the I am. captain show? I didn't really like the captain show. I, don't I didn't really either. I didn't care for the captain, but I did like the format when, you know, after Kobe's passing, I felt like it did intensify the game. Um, I just feel like with the East versus West stuff, we're going to see, you know, mediocre half first half and then somewhat of a defense. I think the worst award given out in NBA is all-star MVP. Nobody cares. <laughs> Russell Westbrook used to go out and try to get like 30 of them a game, you know, every year. So it's like he would, you got certain players that take it to heart and other players that are just like, dude, I just want to rest my knees. So um, I don't know, man. I, I will say the Elam ending. Um, I don't know why they don't just do this. This is my pitch. Put these teams think? together, play to 32, best of seven. Interesting. Best of seven. Only games are only up to 32. Yeah. I think maybe. you're still going to get it done in like two and a half hours. Take it back. Like we, we, t- we talk about like taking them back to the park. Like this is open gym right there. 32. You got to win. I best think the of problem seven. that you could get is that. Yes, best of seven sounds good, but you could also be done 4-0. You know what I mean? Which then is not very entertaining. 
assists. I mean, 32 points, let's just say it takes you, you know, like that's a good NBA quarter. If somebody, if they yeah. get 32, 30, <clears throat> that's a really good yeah. NBA quarter. So I got, I mean, a, I got a hot take real game. quick. Yeah. The, NBA tur- the NBA tournament, you know, like the, the, that they're the unveiling. Tournament. Yes, I forgot about that. The worst idea with the, I think it's not, it's not a terrible idea, but I just feel like the, the prize being cash in a stupid cup, like give someone a lock in playoff spot. How about that? And you'd see real yeah. competition. You know what I mean? Winner of the tournament yes, gets yes, on, and yes. is automatically seated at eight. Or just you know, play 82 you know, games, no load management, and see who's better team. Gosh, this guy, dude. <laughs> they're, they're always making up stuff. to For what? Why we got to mess things up? Like, I just, man, whatever. Because the reg- it? it's been proven the regular season doesn't matter. Like, look what the Lakers did last year, right? We were trash, 2-10. and 10. And then we get some people at February. The well, amazing deadline. tread deadline. That's, yeah. Amazing trade deadline. But still, dude, to, to do the play-in, to make it all the Western Conference Finals, like LeBron and AD, I don't care what you say about them. That's a tough out to beat those guys four times in a seven-game series. So it's like people have realized, Golden State, too, they've realized we don't need the number one seed. Like, dude, we can shoot the lights out. So nobody – the the – the merit that used to exist with like being the one seed or the two seed and having home court, unless you come into Denver and you playing in this altitude, it's not really an advantage. I don't so disagree with that part. Of it. What we're talking about that's dude, what I'm hearing now. So just you don't don't know is that NBA is having an in season tournament um, that will be an annual thing, thirty teams, um, and starting November third will culminate in a championship on December 9th. So in season, pretty much, they're going to be taking out of the season of play and playing this tournament. Um, and it will take place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas um, for the championship. There are group play and knockout rounds. And then in group play, there is a tournament draw, so much like uh, UCL, Champions League, and soccer or anything like that. You have a West Group A and a West Group B. You have an East Group A and an East Group B. Um, So that way, like, you're not paired exactly with the same uh, teams in your sort of division of the conference. So, um, like, you have 76ers, Hawks, Pacers, Pistons, Cavaliers, you know, stuff like that in a, in a group. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're going to make it something that they have to play in, then there needs to be better um, uh, consequences, the other word, uh, you know, for it. Repercussions. That, yeah, that help you and, and allow you to, like, get in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, automatic bid, make it 10-team, you know, with a wild card buy or something like that for playoffs. I don't know. Something like that. Get rid of the playing game. game. Only have six playoff teams. People will try harder during the regular season. Yeah. Something. It'd be shorter playoffs. It'd be a shorter playoffs then, right? Because then you're only running yep. like three rounds. But d- dude, I always feel like the official start of the NBA season is always Christmas Day. Like that's when yes. I like I, I actually because football's done and stuff like that. I'd rather see them start on Christmas Day. And run until the midsummer. I know. I know the NBA players don't want that. They want their summers off. I feel um, like they already run summer though. Like the finals are in June, July, anyways. It feels like you know. So. Don't forget, you got a, you got Olympics this upcoming year too. I just so hate you're baseball. Have Olympic basketball. Oh, geez, summer. now we're gonna have even more more load management. They're calling it the Olympics. Uh, the Avengers team being assembled. Oh, the Avengers team. Oh, yeah. Here we I, go. I love how half the dudes that said they're going to play probably won't even be asked to play. That's the best part. Yo, I'm in. You ain't with us. a weird time in the NBA, at least for me. Like, I don't know any of the rookies this year. 
Like not one, like really not like one rookie other than Wemby. Because even in college basketball, I feel like I'm not following it as much. I follow Syracuse, but they've been kind of trash lately. Sorry, guys. Hopefully you're better this year without Beheim at the helm for the first time in fifty-seven thousand years. So, um, but I'm I'm intrigued to see like what kind of happens in the next couple of years because I think that's a changing of the guard soon, right? Like you do have some great young players and in Tatum and, and Booker and, you know, others, but Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Anthony Edwards. And you just got to say, but you know, like it's, it's intriguing to then see, but we saw that they <clears throat> the USA team with the young bucks, get it done in the world championships. So uh, just in intriguing to see like the changing of the guard. How many more years does KD have? Obviously how many more does LeBron have? You know, how many does Steph have? Like it's, it's a lot of um, what ifs in the next five to seven, you know, maybe, maybe it's three to four to be quite honest too. So I agree a hundred percent, man. hundred percent. If, if Wemby is the real deal. Oh boy. <laughs> Have fun, Spurs fans, because that dude ain't gonna be stopped. That is, that's diff. That's, <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's just different. It was for me. It was when I saw his handle. I was like, yeah, oh. because like normally you see big people <clears throat> like that and they're not. You think Sean Bradley? Yeah, they're not coordinated at all. It's like they got two left feet. But it's like now, like you see this dude and he's he's crossing people over. He did a nutmeg on one dude. He threw it between <laughs> his legs. I mean, it's ridiculous. At seven <laughs> five. Come I on, know. Meg, and with one step, he's on the other side of it. Hey, so that I mean, score yeah. score another one for foreign basketball. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we, we yep. keep uh, we keep screwing <clears throat> around with stupid NCAA and stupid AAU teams, and the way we develop players in this country is stupid. I'm just I'm just saying it. Like the I amount agree. of money that's in kids' sports, whether it's baseball, hockey, football, basketball, golf, or tennis. Like the amount of money it takes. Like these, this is so stupid. Like you got a good ass kid like Victor Wembanyama. He was seven feet tall when he was what fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> and in this stupid country, we'd be making him play against Kyle, who's a sophomore at some high school and is only five three and posting him <laughs> up right. Like we all remember the video of Zion, right? Like Zion and, and the, the, the kid made it on bar stool because he's yeah. like, I'm gonna be tough. Let these kids go pro. Let them play for minor league club yeah, teams. Let them get paid. Let them get developed. Let them practice against other grown-ass men. Because here's the other thing. that Man, oh, man, you hit up. Here's the other thing. Take a look at Kofi from University of Illinois. Some of you might not, not know him. Some of you might know him. Great big. Guess what? He took his shot at the NBA. He didn't get drafted. He's screwed. He can't go back to Illinois. He can't go play in the G League here. He's out there making money. I think he's playing in Japan right now. And guess who's benefiting from playing against Kofi? The other Japanese players or the other foreign players. Instead of keeping all that talent here, letting them play in college longer, this, it's the dumbest shit ever. Basket, man, it's just a microcosm. I'm not just talking about basketball. This is kids sports in general. This is all bullshit. Right. The only way that, that you the only that, and we're approaching a future where the <laughs> only people getting drafted are fucking kids of other NBA players because they're the only ones that could afford and other pro players because they're the only ones that could afford all the coaching and all the nutrition and all this bullshit. So rant over. I don't want you to be done. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. And I know we've had discussions on NIL and we've had our discussions on amateur and pro and all that stuff. I still believe that there's uh, a level of college that needs to exist for yeah. for the players that aren't of that level yet but those people that are of that level 
need to be allowed and to do that. And there have been some people that have gone to the G League and stuff like that, but it is not still the 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 ground for the proper uh, um, yep. expansion of their of their game, you know. And so they from from an early age, <clears throat> I, I've never liked AAU. Get AAU out, get into something else, and get better that way, and and, and everything. It's so. starting to seep into other sports too. Like here in yep. Colorado, like growing up in Texas, like public high school football was just competitive every every level: five A, four A, three A, two A, one A. You know, everything was competitive. Well, here in Colorado, you've got like private schools, like the school that Christian McCaffrey went to is called Valor, right? It's a Christian school, but they get they offer scholarships. It's like thirty thousand dollars a year to go to this school. You know what I mean? And so they go and they pull players <coughs> out of their district, you know, quote unquote district, but they pull players from all over the city, create a super team, and then they're running up the score and they're beating people 50 to nothing. And you're like, okay, you're, you're, you're ready. You know? And it's like, no, you're not like, he's ready because his dad played in the league and he's, and he can train with, you know, uh, all these hall of famers and stuff in the off season. But look at, look at the rest of the people that were on that team. Like they're trash, you know, because they don't, they don't get better, you know, by playing higher competition, dude. Like my playoff run when I was in high school football, I played Jamal Charles, Andy Dalton, Brandon LaFell, all in the playoffs on different teams. That was like part of the road. Like you had to go through a gauntlet. So the reward was better when you, when you actually, you know, made it far in whatever it was, state championships, semifinals, whatever you did, you felt like, Hey, I, I actually was battle tested. And nowadays I feel like <clears throat> a lot of people aren't battle tested because they can just kind of create their own lane and, and, and take a shortcut to get to their final destination. Hey, Keith, man, you, you see this it. in hockey a lot, yep. right? Like in hockey, it's it, kids it hockey. is different, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a different route, but it is like, there's different levels. There's junior teams out there that you're paying top dollars for to get in to play. You know, you, there could be a not so talented player, but they're paying their way to be on that team. And they're, you know, they're just playing. There's better kids out there that should be at that higher level. It's just not it's the same thing all around. It really is with hockey, basketball. It's just, it just goes to football. It just goes around. Especially what, nowadays. What everything say, is just, but what did you say that Canada has a better Canada and the way that they do, you know, the travel teams and that the kids can get scholarships or like, and the, the people actually oh. come like, you know, like you're going to play in Saskatchewan and people actually come and pay. Right. And, and, That's and, why Bernard's starting and not in AHL or you, he was in UCA. Yeah. Right. right. Like, and then yeah. Well, NH- yeah. NHL is far and few between before, like talent guys like that. That's the future guy right there. Bernard is, you know, he's going to get stronger. He's going to get bigger. He's 18 years old. That's like every, that's like Crosby's been in the, the NHL for I think 15 seasons now 15 or 16 going on it, like he was a superstar McDavid six years ago comes in the league Matthews six years ago it's just like it's every like a five six year that a superstar comes through yes but and it's it, all Canada's superstar there's no USA superstar that's uh, that's a Crosby and yes, McDavid right. or Bedard you know like so right because right, all the kids right. are playing Matthew, lacrosse Matthew, field hockey Matthews was our last one. He's on Toronto, but he, he was from Phoenix. So he grew up in Phoenix, which is awesome because it's going to help the game down there. But the Coyotes stink. So they're playing in a Arizona University College Arena, 5,000 fans in the NHL team. Let me get going about NHL. We'll save that for next time. All right. Yes. Great. Good good show. Good rants. Um, Got to remember to throw up these uh, – remember to pour, become a supporter of the podcast – 
by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the swoosh life for anyone that still wants to do that. And if you don't want to do that, you want to do it a different way, just let us know. Uh, and then giveaway alert. We're so close. Five away. Five as of tonight. Giveaway alert. We are giving away the TW13 print done by Nomad Customs. Let's be at 1,500 followers. So please follow us on Instagram at the swoosh life podcast. Uh, we will play the outro. <coughs> <laughs> yes the golden age but it's been a great show here for us um, any final words guys before we take off tonight um, from our guests um, yeah um, thanks for having me on um, the way this is going the next time I'll be on is when the Jordan 9's drop in golf so <laughs> see you guys in February <clears throat> This is a little bombshell for, for the people that didn't know. Uh, yeah, hey, so uh, Steeler, Steeler, yeah, Steeler Nation, fire Matt Canada, please. Fire Matt Canada, Steelers, please. Uh, I love you guys. Can you drop something on T-Dub next time, okay? You want something on T-Dub? Yeah. Not on the he's podcast. done. Let's wait until we're done recording. Come on. No, that one, I just said he's done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see him at the PNC, so. All right. And I hope I am wrong. So Nick's going to hit us with our outro because he started <laughs> for the Swish Live podcast. Remember to like, comment, subscribe on everything. We're on YouTube. Hit, give us some reviews on the podcast. But until next time, that's been Keith, Matt, Blake, Nick, and I'm Gumby. See you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swish Life Podcast. Stay up to date on all things swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the swoosh life podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the swoosh life backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah, that's what I like, yeah. that's what we like. Yeah.